is the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. You can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com. Guys, I wanted to chat for a couple of minutes about how we can maybe help our women listeners better prepare for their financial futures and kind of talk about that relationship and that dynamic between men and women, between husband and wife and, and spouses as they plan for their retirement future. I'm just kind of curious, as you guys have met with so many clients over the years, what level of engagement do you find that most women have with the retirement planning process in the household? And have you seen it change over time? Where does Where's the current status of kind of those responsibilities? Yeah, man, you got to stay politically correct on some of this stuff, um, which is which is a shame because we're trying to describe you know a, a true situation that we see that some other people might take offense to or, or interpret wrong. But the majority of the clients that we get when we get a, a married couple in here, um, it's usually the guy is the one taking care of the finances, and sometimes it's almost a fight to get both clients here because we see. You know, if we have a married couple, I see that as one client together, one entity. Yep. Um, and it's aggravating sometimes when the guy will show up without his wife and say, well, I know we're supposed to both come, but I make all the decisions. So, you know, I'm just going to yeah, hang out and right. I'll, I'll let her know. I, we'll right, we'll right. send him home. We won't do it. Exactly. Or and then we, then we get, well, she's going to have to sign off on this. Oh, yeah, she'll just come in and sign off on whatever, you know. You know yeah. You know, and then like, we spend well, a month, a month and, and 12 hours in the office exhaustively going over details and get everything going and that sounds great and then he goes home to just get her to sign off and all of a sudden it's oh wait a minute she doesn't yeah. like this doesn't like that because she wants to know she wants yeah. to like, oh we're gonna move right our entire up. life savings yeah. you know and, and rearrange it and plan for retirement and you didn't think to involve me uh i kind of want to know about it right and then <laughs> then they show back at the office kind of like head hung a little low by the husband and like oh, i need you to explain this to her please you know like <laughs> Which should have been done in the first place. So exactly, we, I, I can I can honestly say, with one exception, and I mean really one exception, every time I have made an exception and said, "Okay, we're going to go ahead and you've you've convinced me, you've convinced me you're the decision maker, and we're going to do business together, and the wife's just going to come in and sign something," except for one time that has always gone south on us. It's always backfired. It's never worked out, and we just we just won't do it. And I've had clients get angry and leave and not come back because they show up without their wife, and I tell them, "Hey, there's only half of you here." So let me know when your wife can come in. Well, she's busy. She's a teacher. Or she's you know she works for a dentist. Or it doesn't matter. It's like what does she do when she has to go get a doctor's appointment or get the oil changed on the car? It's like people can take time off. So yeah. we're we've got a hard line in the sand. Both spouses attend all meetings, um, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. So we can keep people engaged. People yeah. underestimate how how much of a, a big life changing emotional uh, process this is, and and so it's not it's not just going down to the bank to get a, a small loan or, or buying a buying a new vehicle or, you know, what, whatever other kind of routine financial uh, things you, you go out and do maybe as the, the owner of the finances of the household. But when it comes to this, it's, it's really every party engaged. It is incredibly disrespectful to the wife or in the rare circumstances where we get the wife coming in saying the man doesn't do anything, but mm -hmm. to whichever spouse to just say, I'm here to make the decisions and my spouse will just go along with it. You're talking about literally the rest of your life and things that could have a very significant impact on them if something goes wrong and they don't understand it. So I don't want to harp on that, but our main reason for getting them both in is so that everybody understands what we're doing, everybody's prepared for it. And then when the inevitable comes, and I'm sitting down with just one of them because somebody got hit by a bus, the last person understands what we're doing. It's not new. We're not right. trying to, to whichever one it is, right? yeah, whichever one it we're is. So it's go. like, you're already grieving the loss of a spouse. I want to just sit down and say, okay, we're going to grieve a little bit. And now here's, here's plan B that we were already prepared for and let's engage and go with it. 
realizing that the flow can certainly work both directions, right? It could be the the woman who's making most of the decisions or the man, or it could be those situations where they are, are pretty equal in the decision-making process. But it does seem like usually one's going to kind of take charge in that part of the family's uh, responsibilities. But there is no denying the statistics that uh, women typically live longer than men. And it seems like these days we're seeing more and more women widowed and now facing some challenges from a retirement planning standpoint solo or on their own at that point. Is that something that you guys are seeing? What, what kinds of challenges do they hit when they run into those situations? Well, they, they don't with us because we won't allow it to happen, but <laughs> I have, but you know, we do have occasionally a, a widow will come in. Yeah. New, a new client, right? Yeah. yeah. A new client comes in, they've got, you know, anywhere from 500,000 to $3 million. The other spouse, whether it be a wife or a husband, had been in charge of the finances and just taken it upon themselves to line everything out the way they saw fit. And now all of a sudden they're gone and the, the surviving spouse has no clue what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. You might, I mean, we had somebody in here uh, just recently kind of in this situation and fortunately for her, there's plenty on the table, but unfortunately for her, she didn't understand it. And, and more importantly, wasn't prepared to manage it. Right. The husband had been managing, doing a lot of self-managing and, and she came in kind of scared. I don't know where I'm positioned. I don't know what to expect. Am I exposed to too much risk? Where's my income going to come from? All these questions go off and those aren't things you should be asking yourself that far down the road. Certainly not at a point where you're, you're, you're also grieving as well. So, so that's a, a situation where we, we enjoy putting a plan together that, that makes sense and can kind of answer all those questions and get everything back in order. So we were able to help her out and, and we had a positive end result. But not everyone's so fortunate. They can get farther down the road, not understand what's going on, and maybe it'd be too far. It went too far out of control before they, they kind of got their house in order, so to speak. And it can go south. And there's, you know, there's a whole other ripple effect on that. You have a widow who really doesn't know what's going on. She's got a couple million dollars and she's vulnerable, she's grieving. She already doesn't understand what's going on. God forbid a you know an advisor that has uh, not her best interest in mind gets a hold of her. Um, it's easy to manipulate somebody like that and turn around and make a plan that makes the most sense for the advisor from a commission standpoint right. than for the, the client. It's so many different little challenging aspects that kind of come along with that dynamic. And I'm sure it also has a big impact in how the plan gets put together. I mean, I assume if you've got, let's say, uh, let's say the male, we'll just kind of stick with what's, what's typically seen, comes in and starts going through that planning process solo, well, they may be totally forgetting that they are going to pass away earlier and that they need to be planning beyond. I mean, this could have down the line implications of like, you know, pension uh, selections, you know, the spousal benefits, how you select Social Security, how the income plan gets developed. I mean, this it's a trickle effect when you start planning for that 30 year retirement, especially when you start thinking about the other person in the equation the other spouse than if you were just kind of planning solo. And sometimes you don't get those things uncovered if it's just one person across from you instead of both. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, sometimes we get the, the, the male spouses who, who do have those pensions sometimes forget that there will come a day where perhaps they're gone and the spouse is still around. So when we're selecting those pension options, they've already taken it, you know, 0% survivorship, right? And they're not thinking way down the line to what is what kind of position does that leave her in? So it's really important part of our planning process to look down at, at both of those scenarios. What happens if it's just him? What happens if it's just her? And make sure if it's just her and we're losing those pensions or the social security is going to be dropping right um that, that we plan for that and we set her up for success in that scenario and it's not just something that we oh uh, she comes in and lost the husband now we got to figure out what to do that that doesn't happen here um, but it certainly happens to those who, who don't have a plan 
So if anything we said here today uh, really hits home with you, makes you stop and think, I really encourage you to, to reach out to your local wealth management team here. Um, we're here in Austin, just like all of you, um, or Austin and the surrounding areas, and we're all in this together, and we, we certainly realize that we're going through the same uh, trials and struggles as, as everyone here. And we really feel it's important to support everyone in this community and make sure that everybody has, has a plan. Um, lots of people's retirement plans definitely have changed for the worse, unfortunately, because of this. And we want to put a stop to that and, and try to turn that back around the other direction and put something together that's going to be successful for you now as well as give you success in the long term after all this passes. So I encourage you to reach out to us. We're obviously not doing seminars right now, but we are doing calls and video conferences where we can have the conversation and get you on the right track. So reach out today. Just schedule a 30-minute call with us where we can go over everything from income planning, tax planning, get to learn more about you, your situation, talk about all of your concerns and goals for retirement, and see if we're the right fit. And if so, we can move forward and put that plan together to provide you that long-term success that you're looking for. So please reach out today. It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. That puts you in touch with Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. And it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. This is the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. You can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com. I want to spend a couple minutes today talking about predictable income. And guys, I'm curious, what are some of the retirement income sources that people might view as predictable but really aren't completely predictable. Where, where do you see a lot of misinformation about predictable income about out there? Well, one could argue that Social Security would fit into that category. <laughs> right, yeah. So we all hope it's going to be there and predictable, but uh, <laughs> certainly cost of living adjustments aren't predictable, right? right? So you're not guaranteed to keep up with inflation. So they're, they're not only are they not guaranteed to even have the cost of living adjustment, they're also not, the, the amount is not guaranteed. So you never know when it's coming or how much it's going to be, but we typically plan for that flat and don't assume anything. Flat across the board, across right? No adjustments, yep. I mean, I think you could throw, uh, you know, dividend-paying uh, stocks, stocks right in there. Thing, yeah. uh, oh, okay. You know, yeah. yes, yes, it's it's consistent as long as it's consistent and predictable, you know what I mean? And until it's not. Um, generally, companies don't like to lower their dividends for obvious reasons, but it, it has happened and it does happen. So if that is more... Uh, than a small portion of your income, and it can negatively impact you know your your spending for for bills and groceries and that sort of thing. You might want it to second guess that option and maybe consider something slightly more predictable than than dividend paying stocks. Yeah. Also, I would say you know things that are in the oil industry, natural gas and oil. Um, I've had clients come in here that you know they've got some mineral rights somewhere. Sometimes you know you see them kicking off twenty twenty five thousand dollars a month just like a slot machine regularly. 
and then all of a sudden there's a problem. You know, either it runs out of oil or or there's the environment changes in which that's selling, and all of a sudden that's that's not happening anymore, and people yeah. freak out. Yeah, you know, they're counting on it just happening for the rest of their life. And you see that flip flop here in Texas, yeah, frequently, Big right, time. right. I mean, it's something that uh, people might not necessarily consider just because our housing market is so positive here and has been for so long, but just rental income, oh, yeah. right? I mean, you, you can own. Mm-hmm rental property and and be counting on the income to come in but if things happen you, you know you have a tenant move out it may be difficult to find a tenant for some rhyme or reason you may have uh, you know damage to the property you have to repair in between tenants it takes time so you know there is a risk of losing that rental income but those property taxes don't stop right and <laughs> you have to keep the lights on so to speak there so those those costs are still going to remain so it's something to consider if you know you have that rental property as a large part of your retirement income just expect to, to maybe not uh, receive income all 12 months of the year maybe what just a, 10 months what yeah. about bonds would you throw that into the mix as well yeah i mean if you're going to hold them to maturity then you know what you're going to get um but you know if you're if you're playing in the world of bond funds um certainly we see those um rise and fall as the interest market moves so it's definitely a risk you know just kind of back to the dividend paying stocks i mean you can play on those waters but you, you have to know what you're getting into it's it's not always a, a guaranteed thing and something to consider on that when he was talking about the bond funds you know like he said if you hold it to maturity, you know what you're going to get, assuming that whoever issued that bond is still around. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, and bonds are, you know, bought and traded and sold it and sold on the market just like anything else. But, yeah. you know, they have an inverse reaction to interest rates. So yeah. interest rates are so low right now, there's really nowhere for rates to do to go but up, which means the bond values can yeah. only go down. Yeah. I mean, unless you're building like a treasury bond, you know, something yeah. super, super stable, you know, is going to be there. Is, you know, assuming, you know, you know, it's kind of like Social Security. As long as, there, you know, government's in place, we should be good to go. But uh, there's always a little bit of risk. Yeah. Yeah, and the return on that's not going to be, you know. Yeah, no, and you're not, you're not, you're not making anything great on that. So there's, there's definitely better options uh, to get a little bit higher return and something that's perhaps even more guaranteed. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to say it seems like you guys have listed every single type of <laughs> income out there, and it's like, okay, not guaranteed, not well, guaranteed, not, yeah. not reliable. So I mean, is there such a thing as having guaranteed income in retirement, or maybe the key the, question is guaranteed by whom? There definitely is, but I want to throw one more thing in there that a lot okay. of people come in. Well, not a lot of people, but I've had people come in that have built a, a plan for their retirement that's very, very heavily based on some sort of an income stream from a, a company they sold. So let's say Jonathan and I start our own company and you know things are going good for 15, 20 years and we, we build it up and I decide to walk away. And I've got a buyout scenario with him that, that theoretically, as long as the business is going good, I should have an income stream for life. But let's say he, he screws it up, crashes yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just an idiot, right? Yeah. yeah. So now I've got the majority of my retirement based upon an income stream that all of a sudden goes away because of something that I have no control over. And, and I have seen that happen quite a bit. Yeah, we do see the business owners come through in that scenario. Yep. So if you don't have a contingency or a business continuity plan that you believe in, maybe reconsider, right? Yeah, for sure. So would but you say so, there isn't, yeah, is, is there such thing as a guaranteed income in retirement? Definitely. And once again, so we've got a, to, the basis of any of these conversations we're talking about guarantee is that a guarantee is only as good as the person that wrote the guarantee, right? So making the assumption that what we're going to talk about in this discussion, that we can count on the actual guarantee, then, you know, annuities, annuities would be the, the most obvious first choice there. Yep. It's something that's guaranteed for life. It's contractual. There's no wishy-washy gray area in the contract. And it says that if you turn this income stream on at 67 and you're going to get $2,741 and 19 cents a month for the rest of your life. Well, that's it. That's what's going to happen. There's nothing that's going to change on it. Done. Set in stone. Yep. I mean, if you have a pension that you believe in, same, same thing, just pension is an annuity, right? So if, if you believe in, in that part, pension, yeah. but we, we see uh, so, some some pensions that aren't so successful, right? Just because of who manages and operates them, we, we find a lot more success in the annuity world. Right. It's, you know, when pensions were exclusively annuities, it yep. was not a problem. 
And then some companies decided they could save some money or make more money by instead of purchasing an annuity as a pension for the employee, they would just manage it themselves. Yeah. As long as, as long as they're great, you know, money managers and the market goes good, everything's fine. You know, Enron would be a, a good example of that. You see pension funds that, that collapse and crash and people are just, you know, kind of out of luck. Right, right. Even if you guys do establish predictable income streams for somebody, what do you do as inflation increases and the buying power of that income is decreased over time? That's usually the first question that, that comes up when we talk about annuities, and I'm not trying to focus on them, but that is kind of the topic we're talking about here. There are inflation-adjusted annuities out there. We don't typically use them. What we do instead is put that control back into, into our hands. So for instance, for ease of math, let's say, instead of getting a million-dollar annuity, that is inflation adjusted for the rest of your life. And realizing that what that means is the first half of that is gonna be a lower amount because it's gotta make up for the back end. Now we're locked into something that somebody else has made a decision on. I would rather, instead of one $1 million annuity, do four annuities. One for 300,000, one for 200,000, one for 100,000. We break them down like that so that we can control when we turn them on. You obviously would turn the biggest one on first because it's got the least amount of time to accumulate. And then as our needs increase for more income, we selectively turn on the next annuity and then turn on the next one. You can turn them all on at once if you want to. There is no no discount there on economy of scale. So two annuities totaling a million dollars turned on at the same time would give the exact same amount of money as one $1 million annuity turned on at the same time. Um, but we break it up and put the control back in the client's hands so that we can selectively turn on these future income streams to keep up with inflation or needs on our terms instead of on the insurance right. company's terms. Make, make it work inside our income plan, right? So don't don't let the, the product or tool dictate your decisions. Let your plan dictate what tools you purchase or, or utilize in that plan, right? Exactly. Well, to kind of bring this uh, conversation full circle, let, let's go back to really focusing on the clients and their perspective and, and point of view here. What are some of the reactions that you get from folks when they come into you? Maybe they've had you know, the rental income, the, the variable things that we've talked about today, or maybe it's a lot of exposure in the stock market and the up and down, and they're worried about you know, where can I actually go to get a guarantee, or they've kind of had those worries about Social Security that you guys addressed. What are some of the reactions that you get from them when you kind of map out these plans for them? I mean, this is your specialty obviously is setting up predictable reliable retirement income and, and making that part of this retirement plan do you get some great reactions from folks when they kind of realize it's actually possible to do this yeah definitely i mean the the biggest uh, testament to our expertise here is when somebody is so impressed that they don't believe it because it's too good to be true right right i love when people which happens yeah. yeah it happens people are like there's there's just no way there's there's no way that's too good to be true yeah. there's got to be a catch somewhere right i can't believe this is going to work out i'm gonna have i'm gonna have extra money what, what, what what's exactly. going on and yeah. it's guaranteed i don't have to do anything and it's not dependent upon the market yeah. um, we know today what it's going to be 10 years from now um, yeah. people are pretty impressed when we put that together it's amazing that and, and I forget sometimes because this is what Jonathan and I do every day. Right. Um, right. It's obviously not what the clients do every day. So when they come in and we put something together that's that's just fundamental and logical for us, that they're just amazed. It's like you know, it's like we're floating on air or something. They can, they can't believe that it actually can can work out that way. But it does, and they're happy. And we you know we sign everybody up and get them going, give them a gift. They become clients, and I've made a lot of uh, longtime friends doing that. Yeah, but it's definitely working through that sort of that emotional uh, change that is retirement, right? Going from accumulation to preservation and distribution. That's that's what it comes down to. It's it's the shifting of the mindsets to understanding you don't have to chase some highest interest rate return that you can possibly achieve and try mm-hmm. to accumulate more of these dollars. You're, you're doing something different with them. So it's it's a change in mindset in terms of how we utilize those dollars. And annuities, certainly with that guaranteed income, they come out big for us. So if anything we've said here today uh, really hits home with you, makes you stop and think, I really encourage you to, to reach out to your local wealth management team here. Um, we're here in Austin, just like all of you. 
um, or Austin and the surrounding areas. And we're all in this together, and we, we certainly realize that we're going through the same uh, trials and struggles as, as everyone here. And we really feel it's important to support everyone in this community and make sure that everybody has, has a plan. Um, lots of people's retirement plans definitely have changed for the worse, unfortunately, because of this. And we want to put a stop to that and, and try to turn that back around the other direction and put something together that's going to be successful for you now as well as give you success in the long term after all this passes. So I encourage you to reach out to us. We're obviously not doing seminars right now, but we are doing calls and video conferences where we can have the conversation and get you on the right track. So reach out today. Just schedule a 30-minute call with us where we can go over everything from income planning, tax planning, get to learn more about you, your situation, talk about all of your concerns and goals for retirement, and see if we're the right fit. And if so, we can move forward and put that plan together to provide you that long-term success that you're looking for. So please reach out today. It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. That puts you in touch with Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. And it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who'll look after your best interests. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555 or online at skylinewealth.com. It's time to open up the mailbag and take another question from one of our listeners. If you'd like to submit a question to possibly be featured on the show, go to skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. Jay says, Ever since I retired, I've had a really hard time spending money. Something about not having a paycheck makes me nervous. Do you think I need a shrink? (laughs) Jay, you don't need a shrink. What you need is a a financial advisor that understands the difference between spending down and generating income. You need a plan. But to answer your question, um, no, you don't need a shrink. You should be nervous. Um, If all you've done is accumulate a a nest egg and you're trying to spin it down and figure out uh, how to make yourself run out before it does, then you've got the wrong plan. So give us a call and see if we can help you out. And if you have a question of your own for the Skyline Wealth Strategies team, reach out by calling 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or go online to skylinewealth.com. When you reflect on your life, what would you like to see as your fondest memories? Summers at your favorite vacation spot? Ice cream with the grandkids after their first t-ball game. Maybe it was your great adventure across the world. Of course, those memories are still in the future, although they're not as far away as you might think. Be sure you have a financial plan to make them happen. Don't find yourself worrying while enjoying that ice cream. Peace of mind is attainable in your retirement. 
With the proper planning, you can secure a meaningful retirement. In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or online at skylinewealth.com. This is the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. You can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com. Guys, I want to talk a little bit about longevity. You know, longevity is supposed to be a good thing, but it brings with it some problems when we're trying to plan financially. The last I checked... Uh, the death rate for human beings is still hovering around 100%. But, <laughs> but lifespans are continuing to indeed increase. Before we get into all the conversations about uh, the problems of longevity, let's start with a positive note. How old is your oldest client? Yeah, we don't really have any like really, really, really elderly clients, actually. I mean, unless okay. you consider that really, really elderly, right? I mean, that's <laughs> like to, to Walter's point, I mean, it, I don't know, it's a, it's a perspective thing, but Everything's um, going, right. yeah, exactly. But that's that's getting up there. I mean, that's that's a good long life, certainly if you're still going, right? I mean, Dude, I'll still be riding wheelies at eighty five. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> easily. But you know, mid eighties, yeah, uh, certainly. Well, I think that just that under it just may be that you guys don't have anybody who's in the you know nineties and hundreds yet, but you're seeing that uh, those who are are in their 80s indeed or maybe living a more active life than you would have ever imagined oh absolutely. unbelievable and my clients when they get their 80s or 90s they're going to be set man. I mean, yeah sure. yeah and usually i mean they're sharp as a tack generally speaking when they come in i mean it's it's they're, they're telling us what's going on not yeah. the other way around <laughs> exactly <laughs> it, it amazes me i've seen i see sharper 85 year olds than i do 65 year olds sure, sure. a lot of time interesting it's amazing to me yeah, that's very cool. Well, I think that, you know, back to the financial side of this equation, talking about longevity, you know, some companies are investing millions of dollars into the concept of significantly increasing the human lifespan, all sorts of different inventions and goals that these uh, companies have. So is longevity clearly, you know, it's a coveted thing, right? Then why do we talk about longevity as a risk so much? I mean, it's, it's the one thing you want more than anything is your biggest enemy. You know, if you figure... Your average person probably works, what, 50-ish or so years of their professional career. And then if they live 30 years after that, we're talking about more than half of the time you spent working, you're going to spend not working and consuming and inflation eating that up. So Right. And you, you don't know, know when it's going to happen. That's the other Yeah, exactly. There, right? How do you plan you, you for it? Know. So, you know, the one thing we all want, the longevity, is, is probably our, our biggest enemy. If we're going to live another 40 years after we stop actually earning a paycheck, that's a lot of a lot of planning that we got to we got to figure out. Yep, yep. That's probably the biggest unknown in retirement planning, and really the, the one thing that that we can't really solve for you because we don't we don't know either. But we can look at family history and make an educated guess and so on and so forth. But we we have to run with an assumption on how long are we going to live, and then we can put together a plan that'll take you there and then some, just in case. Yeah, with a with a big uh, stress on the and then some because right, right. you don't you wanna, don't know you don't want to make an assumption and plan for that. That's the one way to guarantee you exactly live a long life. exactly. So the and then some is extremely important. Well, how effectively have people planned for longevity and the financial challenges that come along with that when they come in to meet with you for the first time? Have have most people figured it out, or is it pretty much the biggest deficiency you see? No, that's 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 probably the biggest deficiency we see yeah. right there. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody comes in and want to try. They're they're still typically under the old. As long as you just spend four percent of your portfolio, it'll last forever. 
Um, they're still using kind of your grandfather's rules back there. Yeah. But they're they're not they're not they're not planning for longevity. They're just uh, you know hoping for the best. And it amazes me how many people, if you just did the fundamental math, take uh, inflation out of it completely and look at their spending rate versus what they've got sitting in the bank and assume that they didn't lose anything in a 2000 or 2008. I mean, they got to die in like nine years. They got a big problem. Right, right. Um, And they come through the door wanting us to solve that. And for the most part, we can put a pretty big dent in it, but you've got to be realistic coming in the door. People who have just, there was the old saying that people don't fail to, they don't plan to fail, they just fail to plan. Yes. Um, People that just keep rocking along, you know, all of a sudden they're retired now and they're living just like when they were still working. Um, they're they're not even doing the fundamental math to see that they're going to run out of money. So yeah. the best way to deal with that is to at least lock down your your needs, your necessities, you know, the, the things that you need to get by. Maybe not, you know, vacations and hobbies and stuff like that, although we do include that in our entire plan. But if you're just going to worry about am I going to completely run out of money or not because of the, the poor planning that I've done, at least lock that down in something that's going to last forever. Annuities is one good example, something that will last for an entire lifetime. Yeah, but I think it's important taking longevity into, into consideration. Uh, just because that longevity exists doesn't necessarily mean uh, that you're not going to run into metal, medical issues at some point or another down the road. So uh, to, to, to Jess's point where he likes to talk about having an income plan that also uh, allows you to uh, be prepared for that moment where you do need some some assisted living or, or Medicare or medical needs down the road, you know, putting together a plan that, that takes that into consideration and then some is hugely important as we think about longevity because we're not sure how far down the road that's going to happen. And as inflation creeps up on us, those costs keep going up and over time. You know, the one thing everybody always misses and I always bring it back up, especially when we talk about risk, what's your biggest risk? It's not the stock market, it's, it's tax laws. Yeah. Um, so not only prepare for longevity because there's longer we're going to be here, there's more chance of medical issues going forward, but every group of four years that I'm around is one more chance that all of a sudden my tax rates are going to double going forward. So no matter how well you plan, if you don't plan for the tax portion of it too, the longer you live, the bigger exposure you've got to um, a significant change in tax laws that are going to make a big impact on your income. Yeah, yeah. So you may be okay today without a plan, but for the long term, you're, you're kind of going to be out of luck. So yeah. it's important to consider your future self and, and put together a plan today for that time. Exactly. Guys, uh, to wrap up this conversation, maybe to put a, a, a bow on it, if you will, can you dig into the, the memory bank or into the, uh, the story bank and tell us a little bit about maybe somebody who came in to meet with you primarily because they were afraid of this conversation. They were afraid of longevity and of running out of money and what you did to help them? Not not so much uh, a story about someone who's who's necessarily worried about it, but but that it's it's a reality, right? That that they have longevity in the family. So one, they're concerned it's going to happen, but they they know it's it's actually going to happen, and they're already pretty far along in that direction. So we kind of hit this person at at a midpoint. Um, we'll call him Tom. Tom came in worried, saying, "Hey, you know, my mom lived till ninety, dad lived till ninety two, and I'm doing pretty good sitting here at seventy three. So I'm thinking I'm going to need to make my nest egg, which isn't as big as I'd like it to be, last a little bit longer." Than, than the average person. So there was a little bit of, of conversation around, okay, what, what's our budget like? How much are you spending? How much of this can we can we now shift over into a little bit more of an accumulation because we now have a much longer time span that we're looking at the investing across. And so it really, you know, at the end of the day, it's just about um, putting together a plan for this particular 73-year-old with a little bit longer time horizon than we normally would. So it, it's kind of like uh, starting from square one back at the beginning of retirement. We're just somehow halfway through it, right? We know our, we know our 
our knowns, our social security, our pension. And we're just uh, stretching those out across uh, longer time horizons and, and trying to, you know, foresee those medical expenses that we talked about and, and counting on those things to happen down the road. This is also a single person. So we have to take into, into mind that there's not necessarily somebody else there to take care of them. Um, and, and living that long, you may not have anybody else around to take care of you either. So, you know, nursing home costs, those sorts of things are things we want to work into the plan and, and just, uh, plan for. It's as simple as that. Setting aside the money, making the smart investments, and putting down on paper that you plan to, to live out that long forces you to figure out how to make it happen. And that's exactly what we did. So my memory is uh, is probably not as much aligned with what people would automatically think from the question. But one person that comes to mind who actually has become a really good friend of mine was a, a lady that retired in her very early 50s. I think she was 51, 52. Had done very well. But she longevity is, was her biggest enemy because she had, I don't know, just under $2 million, which for my generation, that's, that was a lot of money. That was, you know, you should easily be able to retire on that. But when you count in the fact that she's missing out on, on average, 15 years of income while now spending for 15 years when the income's not coming in, plus she's super healthy, lives a great healthy lifestyle. And, and, you know, from a genetic standpoint, she should live well into her late nineties. That was the biggest challenge for me. And we were able to just barely pull it off. You would think with a couple of million dollars leading a conservative lifestyle with a life partner who is also still working um, with a quite a bit of income that it should not be that difficult, but it was, it was quite a chore to plan it out for her. But we got it done. She's very happy, very satisfied client and very good friend. Um, that was probably my biggest challenge when it comes to longevity here at this desk. So, you know, if any of this resonates with you, if you're kind of freaking out on, on what's going on, the world's on fire, the stock market's crashing, everybody's losing their jobs, just, you know, just calm down, first of all. What I really want is to talk to you. We have historically done in-office appointments. Right now, obviously, we're going uh, the virtual route, so we can talk to you on the phone. We can do video conferencing. And by the way, I know we're on the radio, so this is reaching a larger audience. We're a, a local wealth management company here but if we're going to talk to somebody on the phone or on the internet you know guys if you're if you can hear us on the radio we can talk to you through the virtual means so just give us a call call the office and schedule a time to talk to me the worst thing that can happen is you spend 30 minutes to find out that maybe we're not a good fit but my clients are not freaking out right now they're insulated from the market downturn as it relates to their income and that's really what it's all about we're here to generate income if your market-based portfolio is down, I can't change that right now. But what I can do is show you how to reposition, reallocate, and shift your investment mindset to one that is more um, geared towards true retirement and generating income in retirement. So just give us a call. Give us a call, and we'll set up a time to talk and go from there. It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512 5555. That puts you in touch with Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, and it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. That's SkylineWealth.com. Fishing is an art, and any fisherman worth his salt knows the proper tools to land a whopper. You wouldn't take a cane pole to catch a bass, and unless you're just looking for a tranquil day on the boat, you probably wouldn't use shrimp for bait on the lake. The same can be said of your retirement. 
There are all sorts of financial products out there, and it's important to know which ones are the right fit for you. A random jumble of investments won't do you much good in retirement. Work with an advisor who knows how to fish, who sees the art within. A well-crafted financial plan will go a long way toward making a successful retirement. Make sure you're putting the right tools in your portfolio. In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or online at skylinewealth.com. This is the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. You can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com. We're talking about obsolete retirement planning. You know, Jess and Jonathan, just like an iPhone or a computer becomes obsolete, what feels like maybe, you know, two or three years after you buy it these days, you know, it needs to be replaced. And I think some people think that, uh, you know, retirement uh, planning, some of these rules, I think are obsolete. We need to replace them. So I'm going to throw out some rules. You let me know, are they indeed outdated? Why are they outdated? How should we be thinking differently as we head forward? Uh, I, I, I love your approach on that. That's who's, awesome. who's got the oldest phone, model phone, by the way, as we sit here today? Does anybody have I could have won that tech? one by like a mile. <laughs> I, had a, I had an iPhone 4 for a long time oh, until that it died on me. Oh, and, and then I had a 5 for, for years until, <laughs> until Jess made me get a new one. He actually gave me like an, an old, old, like two generations for him ago phone that I'd since shattered. But anyways. It was, actually, when I gave that phone, that was one generation newer than the phone I had. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Positive. Okay. Well, I, I try not to upgrade. I just I just need very basic functions. I like, I like to try to stay about three generations behind. So the processor on the older phones can't keep up with all the additional software and everything that they're packing into them because the new processors are so fast, they keep designing yeah. everything for right. that. So. And they stop updating them and it's just a pain. Yeah. At, some, at some point, the phone can't handle all of the, everything that's being thrown at it because it's designed for a three or four you know, generation newer phone. Yeah. Yep. But, but well, yeah, when I gave him that phone, that was newer than my phone. <laughs> and now I've got one generation newer than his, which is so still three three generations. We're late back. adopters. Let's just yeah. say that. <laughs> my, my folks have you beat. My folks are still both flip phones. Flip so, phones. Oh, wow. Wow. They're, they're, awesome. they're still really rocking the obsolete uh, technology. But uh, in any event, let's turn the page to obsolete retirement planning. So I know this one has been pervasive through the retirement world, and that's been the four percent rule that's been like the standard for a really long time right yeah i mean the, the you know the four percent rule you can take four percent out of your retirement accounts and then you you won't run out for the rest of your life you're going to be good to go i mean that's well i'd love to say that 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 would work in this day and age i mean that's it's, so it's, old that's old school man you know yeah it just it just doesn't make sense in the in the retirement world as, as we see it today we're, we're in a great spot right now from a tax standpoint but um, really tax rates can only go up from here right so you have people who who are retiring now who took advantage of those tax deferred accounts and you know, four percent coming out of a tax deferred account when all of your income is is taxable instead of you know tax tax uh, free like in a Roth or or maybe even just a little bit more tax efficient and in other investments. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of those sort of situations nowadays. So, four percent rule doesn't always hold true. 
and and just quite frankly it's just not our style of planning just kind of cross your fingers hope for the best we can just draw down and yeah you're going to be okay we, we like to really put down on paper um, you know starting with your budget what are we trying to obtain uh, how much of that do we already have guaranteed uh, you know as much as we can consider social security guaranteed right um, maybe that with pensions uh, other sorts of, of of annuity style income and then what's the gap that we can fill to even give you a little bit more guaranteed income and really let that be the style of planning versus just the the spend down build up a pile of money and and spend it all down it's just uh, it's not a great great feeling yeah, sending I mean, somebody the, the, off like could, that you could outlive your prediction by a decade you know, right you're, right you're, yeah you're how counting, long you're counting you on, on making it to 87 so you spend all your money and all of a sudden you, you you're a centurion exactly exactly so it's just it's, it's a little bit of an outdated rule um you know i'd love for the market to keep running and 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 that be able to work for some people but we really kind of have to plan for the worst and hope for the best and in doing that you ensure you have a little bit more or a lot more confidence in retirement and your spending habits and you're not worried about is that four percent really going to be four does it actually have to be two it's just not a concern. That's not a place we want you to be, whether or not it's going to work for you or not, right? And that's the that's the fundamental basis of what we do here is to get away from that scenario. That yeah, that mindset exactly. Right. That's that's old school, just from a, an income planning approach. Uh, let alone you know the, the viability of it. It seems like uh, you guys obviously kind of undress that rule pretty fully, but are people still really <laughs> believing that one when they walk in the door? I mean, is that still common that folks kind of know that rule or have heard that that's the way to go? My first appointment today. That, that's exactly <laughs> that's what the, this, really this guy came in. He was, he's very, very pro-market. You know, he's got most of his stuff in dividend-producing stocks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was the first the, the first topic we talked about was that 4% rule. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, having a market portfolio with dividend-paying stocks, I mean, that, that works for some people. Certainly, it's part of the portfolio. But just as a whole, we do see people coming in saying, hey, I worked hard my whole life. I saved up this, this pile of, of coins, so to speak, and I'm just going to go – draw from it just kind of put it in my backyard and, and draw from it that's kind of like the just the mindset that's what i picture in my head is somebody just kind of going to their stash and just spending it down and essentially hoping for the best hoping something unexpected doesn't happen hoping they don't they don't live past their their supposed life expectancy and you know um kind of locking themselves into maybe a lifestyle that's that's lesser than it could be if they if they put together a, a complete and holistic income plan yeah, exactly. And so a lot of these people, it amazes me people make it that far successful, smart people, with nice sized portfolios. They literally they're in that mindset. Just how much can I spend without having to worry about running out? And, right. And right. If you can tell me the day you're going to die, then I can tell you exactly that amount. But right, we're talking a 20 year span that you could be off either direction. Exactly. I mean, your whole life, you're in your, your whole working life. You're in the accumulation mode. Right. So you're thinking, what's the opposite of that in retirement? It would just be the, the decumulation right you just spend it down but that's not exactly the case you don't just do the opposite in retirement we, we do want to do something different but we're trying to reposition those assets to be income producing assets and that could mean a wide variety of things including dividend uh, producing stocks but um, we want to make sure that we're not just depleting our our net worth as the to form the basis of our income we're using it to produce income and, and ideally maintain as much of that principle as possible to ensure future income. Guys, that's the 4% rule. And it was so widely believed as kind of the way to go for such a long period of time. It seems like probably with that misinformation so well ingrained, it just makes your job a lot harder because you have to kind of tear down that notion first before you can build up the proper plan. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's a third, 4% is not a huge number on there. So that's uh, that makes it a little bit easier when they're coming in trying to apply that rule. And I'm like, no, that's not going to work, but let me show you what will. And the, the numbers get pretty close on that. 
we just do it differently than spinning down and assuming the market's going to keep producing four percent. We're we're more scientific and we dial it in and get more guarantee on that. Yeah, yeah, and it's okay. We love having the conversation. That's why we do this radio show, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> part of it is getting out there and educating the community on on better retirement planning habits. Um, it's it's as simple as that. And so, depending on you know the level of receptiveness that the client has towards learning something new. You know we, we can we can work with you or we can't. Like that's that's kind of the it depends on how deeply ingrained that philosophy is on how hard we have to work. But you know if, you, if you're open to kind of learning uh, about how we do retirement planning and are looking for something that's a little bit gives you a little bit more confidence than the four percent rule, then then we're here for you. But what, you know one thing that makes that a little bit easier on my part at least is you know when we put it down on an actual laddered income plan and show them exactly where their income is going to be coming from and how it's you almost see the light bulb go off of their head people that just they just didn't have a plan their plan yeah. was that they have a 401k and they're going to spin, spin it, and, it down. And, and hope that they run out for it does yeah and period that's, that's the exciting part the light bulb moment yeah. yeah so we're starting from scratch at that part but you know it's cool that's that's a that's like a piece of clay i can mold somebody and make them understand okay this is you're not getting a paycheck anymore we've got to replace the paycheck with income it, it amazes me the whole notion of income versus spend down Mm -hmm. that 80% of my clients that walk in here, I mean, that's their plan. Just spend down, save it up and spend it down and hope it doesn't run out. That's that's no way to live. So, you know, if any of this resonates with you, if you're kind of freaking out on, on what's going on, the world's on fire, the stock market's crashing, everybody's losing their jobs, just, you know, just calm down. First of all, what I really want is to talk to you. We have historically done in office appointments. Right now, obviously, we're going uh, the virtual route, so we can talk to you on the phone. We can do video conferencing. And by the way, I know we're on the radio, so this is reaching a larger audience. We're a a local wealth management company here, but if we're going to talk to somebody on the phone or on the internet, you know, guys, if if you can hear us on the radio, we can talk to you through the virtual means. So just give us a call. Call the office and schedule a time to talk to me. The worst thing that can happen is you spend 30 minutes to find out that maybe we're not a good fit. But my clients are not freaking out right now. They're insulated from the market downturn as it relates to their income, and that's really what it's all about. We're here to generate income. If your market-based portfolio is down, I can't change that right now, but what I can do is show you how to reposition, reallocate, and shift your investment mindset to one that is more um, geared towards true retirement and generating income in retirement. So just give us a call. Give us a call, and we'll set up a time to talk and go from there. It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. That puts you in touch with Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, and it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512 952 5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. For Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show.
All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers, not those of Skyline Wealth Strategies or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is, for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, an offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Skyline Wealth Strategies, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk and total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial, investment, and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Skyline Wealth Strategies. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated in maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Skyline Wealth Strategies.